Hi, everyone. This is Yasmin Hamadi, and you're listening to Dare We Say. Not only am I referred to as Yasmin Hamadi, I'm also referred to as God's favorite, the cutie pie over there, the nugget, the fattest ass in all of the west of the Mississippi, the pretty one, the one with the beautiful eyes, Nathan Fielder's wife, the one you love, the one you take home to your parents, the one you adore. My producers are telling me to wrap it up. We are going to be doing something a little different today. Josie's going to enter in the villa. No, this is not Love Island. I just wanted to say villa. It's been a long week. Um, And we are going to be talking about all things internet, all things frenzy, all things dark web with someone who we have not many things in common with, specifically in age. And his name is John, not love it, sorry, Favreau. Today we're going to be joining John Favreau with his podcast offline with who? John Favreau. We'll be right back. Josie Tota and Yasmin Hamidi, uh, hosts, hosts of the fantastic show, Dare We Say. Welcome to Offline. Oh, my God. We're so happy to be Thank here. Thank you for having us. I mean, our producers have wanted to do this crossover for a while now. I think mostly to have fun at my expense mm. as a 41-year-old who is hopelessly out of touch with the social media habits Got of 20-somethings. Um, and I'm always down to be embarrassed, so here we are. I think you're selling yourself short. I think... The, the younger children, I think you'd be happy to hear that you have quite a big fan base. Among yeah, you do. Oh, well, see, among I, the Gen Z, what, the, the children. I already love this They episode. love you. Yeah, you're like, this is actually the reason why we're doing this episode. This so is what I wanted it. to hear. You know, before you they came love in, Favreau. I actually was doing the intro for Dare We Say, and I was like, we're going to be with a 37-year-old. So I thought you were 37, and then Thank Caroline you. quickly shut that down. Caroline quickly shut that down. So... <laughs> No, I'm not. No, my younger brother is who Josie knows is uh, is yes, is, who that, is that age but. played my uncle on a on a short lived television series. That's right. Called Andy Champions. and Josie worked together. Oh my god! Yeah. Shout out Andy Favreau, where I also played a South Asian character. So <laughs> already, and the times were different. <laughs> times were different. It was I don't even know. Times how many were years different ago back then. Yeah. Times were different. So we asked people for questions, and and just as an example, um, uh, I got this reply that was definitely not a question. OMG, Fabs is like their grandfather. So that's <gasps> a one thing that happened. How does um, that make you feel? Fine. Okay. You're like, I sleep well at night. I don't care. I have a few actual questions for, for the two of you Please. about your experience uh, being the most online generation yet. Um, but feel free to jump in at any time if you have questions, comments, mockery for me, whatever. Slay. Okay. okay. First question. Uh, what do you think is the biggest generational divide in terms of how older and younger people use and think about social media. Wow. Yaz, you want to go first? Yeah. Okay. So first of all, love that you called me Yaz. I'm so grateful that we're on that. (laughs) We're on that. We're on that level now. That's how we are. Um, I think the big one is my parents always say this to me. Why do you want to put your whole life on social media? Mm. Why do you care to share everything on social media? What you're doing, whether that's a story, a post, tagging the location, whereas my parents are very removed from that. So I think it's, I think we, our generation want to capitalize off social media and make something out of it. Whereas I feel like your generation kind of wants to share it in like a more playful way. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Okay. Well, I mean, what, Josie, why do you, if you agree um, with your co-host, why do you feel like you want to share so much of your life on social media? I think as young people, 
and specifically our generation, we have a tendency to want to feel closer Mm. to other people and to feel less alone. And I think we have capitalized off of social media and, and weaponized it as a way to connect to people who are like us, especially if you are from a marginalized community. I mean, even just growing up as a trans person in, you know, Northern California, I didn't know anyone else who was trans. I had never met a trans person. Mm -hmm. I had never even heard of a friend knowing a friend that was trans. And having social media to kind of make friends online or just get advice from like a big sister or an older friend that that you would in real life um, was instrumental. Mm -hmm. And I think young people really understand the power of connection. I think, yeah, I think that this might be, I mean, it could be untrue, but in my opinion, I would say that most of the polarization we see in media is coming from older generations. And I think younger people are actually trying to merge that divide. A hundred percent. That's interesting. I think I'm an interesting case. My generation is an interesting case because I think we're sort of on the edge. Like I spent the first 20 years of my life without social media. And then I have spent the last 20 on social media. Mm. I feel like when I, when I started to get on social media, like when I first got on Instagram, uh, it was a place for, it was a place to connect with friends, Yeah, which is what you guys are talking about, which I really loved. I think where social media, at least for me, has gotten worse is when those connections go beyond just friends or people that you meet online that become your friends. And it's instead Mm. the whole world that you're talking to and dealing with and hearing from all the time. Oh, yeah. I think social media is such... What a convenient place to have an opinion also because you can hide behind a screen. There's a lot of like user 7321, user blah, 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 like a lot of catfishes out there that are so willing to just put their opinion out just for the sake of putting their opinion out. And I feel like, I think there was a study that did this that the majority are men in like the Midwest or like the South of the United States that are like in their thirties that just love trolling. And this is big. I don't know what the gaming community or whatnot, but they love having an opinion and starting havoc just for the sake of havoc. Yeah. Mm. And I think that's the difference also. Cause like they're, they're not exactly your generation, but they're not ours. They're right in between us. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, sort of uh, lonelier dudes. Lonely, a lonely men. Dudes. Yeah, that just they want to. They're they resent people having a community. Therefore, they're coming in and trying to rip it apart. Yeah. Is there is there anything that uh, Ruben asked this question? A username Ruben. Is there anything younger, more online people wish they could have experienced, like the less online generations before them? I think even just growing up, you know, we talk about it a lot on our show and even just amongst each other as friends. It's not normal to like see each other or our own faces this much. Mm. And as actors, I think that's something that like we have to reckon with. But like that's something that everyone can relate to now is we're so aware of every single detail of our appearance and Mm. what we look like at any moment of the day or any second. Yeah. As young people, our like camera as pathetic as it sounds is like opened like a million times a day you know yeah. it's 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 so weird i don't even know if you if you know that but like yeah someone's always looking at themselves when they're moving about their day 
And I think just growing up is something that we get, we miss out on, like having a genuine puberty experience without having to have every second of their lives documented. And I think that that stunts a lot of growth in people. Huh. Yeah, 100%. I think it's also, I just, we don't go outside as much. We don't like like the very simplest of things. We don't enjoy the basic aspects of life. Like I and, and that I'm at fault for this too. Like when I go outside and or like in the trees looking really beautiful, instead of like going to touch a tree or like look at a tree, I'm like, let me take a photo of this first. Yeah. Like let me document yeah. this first in story. Or when I'm going out to a restaurant and the food's really beautiful, instead of like being mesmerized by the food and being like, I can't wait to eat this plate. I'm like, let me take a photo of this first. Let me show the world this. I remember, I think it was, I think it was Earth Day, like many years ago, in like 2008 or whatever. And Disney Channel stopped all programming for an entire day and said, like, you just need to go out and play outside. And that memory just came back to my head. I was like, there would never, and we didn't have Instagram. We didn't have Instagram then, me sounding like an elder when I was literally six years old. (laughs) Um, Back in the day, she's been through it. She's had growth. She started in the sticks. Please, Um, chip on her shoulder. But like, you so far, babe. But you can't just shut down all social media, you know? Like there's, everything is always on. I can't even go 10 minutes without being spoiled by the White Lotus finale because I haven't even had enough time to watch it. And that fucks you up, you know? Yeah. That's emotionally, the specifically the White Lotus finale. That's like traumatizing for someone. No, I, we, I couldn't watch it even for an hour and a half. And uh, I had to like plug in my phone and I just left it somewhere yeah. because I was like, I can't even pick up my phone because forget about Twitter. Like friends would text about it. The One experience right. I wish that you both could have had that, mm. that that I used to have. When I was in college, so we only had, we had instant messenger in college and no phones. We did not have cell phones. Uh, or at least not like smartphones. Yeah. So you would go out to a party. You'd go out with your friends to the party. And then you'd, all, you'd have the party. Everyone would split up, do different things. And then the next day, you would go to brunch in the dining hall. And that would be the first time you heard about your friend's night and what happened. At, the at, debrief. The debrief. The debrief. And the debrief. there was a full brunch debrief that never happens yeah. now, I would imagine. The anticipation. The anticipation. The anticipation. And, and the stories. And you connect over those stories at brunch. And it's such a it's something you look forward yeah. to. Yeah. And now it's all sort of instant and everything's planned. And you know where everyone is all the time. I completely agree. I will say, we, we, do, we try to do that. We do something in our friend group where we give teases. Where we're like, okay, yeah. I need to, I need to refill this, but I'm like, can I at least have a tease? And so we'll give like uh, keywords. Yep. But no, and we love a debrief. No, we, we always do coffee in the morning. Always do coffee, and it's always on the couch, and like all of us will come together, and the teaser cannot be like more than two sentences. That's long. good. I and like, like some, but that is true though. If you ran into your ex, you would just text me in that moment and be like, I ran into my ex. I ran into my ex, but I, but then you would make sure to say, and this is something I really value in my friendships is that. I don't want to hear about it that night. I want to like, I want to have the community together tomorrow morning and let's do the debrief. Like it is literally a ritual of sorts of like having that moment. And it's like my friends in college and I were talking about it because I was in Santa Barbara this weekend with them for a birthday and we like had a little bit fun. And the next morning we're like, Let's talk about it. <laughs> and we were together too. We weren't on social media. We weren't talking about it. But it's like being together on a couch talking. It's great. Talking tea. Like that is, I don't know. It's Well, rare. part of it is like 
all my friends, none of us, there's one friend that we have who's still single. And so like now all of it, we're like, tell us your story. Like, did you go on a date? Tell us about the date. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. none of us have right. any, none of us have any other news. We're like, yeah, we, you know, we're married. We, we did what married people do. And, and what is that? <laughs> married with children? Uh, married with children. We uh, watch TV till 8.30 or 9 o'clock and then go to bed. <laughs> sure. Or, or if there's like a big night out and we got a babysitter. Then you know we we go out till and then the eleven debrief, or eleven thirty. The debrief in the morning <laughs> on Facetime with the baby. Yeah, there's somewhat of a Emily debrief. Like that, like, That's what that. like that Dateline episode last night was insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dare we say is sponsored by BetterHelp. This holiday season, do something for a special person in your life. Who? You. Give yourself a gift to raise your spirits, and not just for the day. The holidays can be a really tough time, take it from me, between managing family dynamics, racing from thing to thing, and braving the cold and dark weather. It's normal to feel down. Having someone to talk to about how you're feeling and what you can do about is truly a gift. Therapy is very important to me um, with having a variety of, you know, anxiety, trauma, depression, thing after thing. It's it's hard sometimes and it's lonely and it's really nice to talk to someone. And quite frankly, your friends, your family, social media, it is they are not your therapist. They are not your journal, honey. You need someone professional to give you the advice you need to get better and to see the world through a different lens and to learn how to love yourself more. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com dare. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot dare. We'll be right back. Um, how much pressure do you feel to post about social or political issues or causes or events? I think it's become so ingrained in our culture. And we also discuss the really tight line between performative activism and posting authentically mm. because social media has become such a utility in our lives that it almost feels wrong to not post about things that are happening in the world if you have time and if you are posting about, you know, your beach bikini pics and what have you. Even to the point where I had written this like sweet paragraph in my notes app one day when I was feeling emotional and was reflecting on the past four years that I had been at college and stepping into my gender identity and my truth and myself. Mm. And my I sent it to my mom and she was like, this is great, but um, it doesn't mention anything to do with Iran, and that's where you should be really focused right now. Oh. And th this is like a few weeks. This is like a month ago. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm posting about Iran, mother, and this that is so much obviously more important in my opinion than what I'm saying. Yeah, right now. yeah, yeah. But I'm like, even my mom is like, but also that that would be inauthentic for me to just end a paragraph, you know, shouting out this obviously very important. Yeah, you're like pray for this country. Um, also so, Iran. Yeah, also Iran. <laughs> also, like, also Iran, which, it. by the way, also Iran. Yeah. Uh, we are, are going through a revolution right now, and everybody should be informed of this and should look it up if yeah. they don't know what we're talking about. But 
even to the point where my mom is mentioning it, it's like it's become such a part of uh, of our uh, vernacular that it's like it's it's a difficult line to tell. Yeah. Um, like Josie said, we have an episode on this, like the the award for best performative activism on yeah. Dare We Say. Um, and I'm split. I have two opinions because to a degree, I do believe that if you have a platform, you 100% have a responsibility to post about things. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, if you have a platform, you have that responsibility. That being said, if it's not authentic, if you're not educated about it, if you've right. not done your due diligence and your research, don't do it. Don't do it. Like, because that 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 would be my like. I I do this for a living, right? Yes. Like, I'm a political news junkie, so I'll post about. Right. I can post about most things, but most people shouldn't have to know about everything. No, like it'd be nice if you were educated about every issue in the world. But if you're not, and you still feel like you have to post about it anyway, I feel like that's when people get into trouble. A hundred percent. And also, you you have to protect your peace at the end of the day too, because like uh, the girls and I have talked about this. There's so many awful things going on in the world constantly, and like we're literally burning into shreds right now with our climate. And like things can be so daunting and so sad that posting about every sad and horrific issue might do more harm than good. Yeah. Might do more harm than good. So I think taking a step back and just feeling like taking out that pressure, but also knowing if you do have that, um, if you are on a, not a pedestal, but people do look up to you and people do come to you for news, acknowledging that and then going forward. Yeah, I think you can make the world a better place and, and, and work to improve things without just like bumming everyone out all the oh time. Oh my God, yes, 100%. <laughs> no, and that's something I really like about Pod Save America and specifically a lot of the shows on Crooked is that they, they, we, we all bring levity to yeah, these news. I think it's important. Because that's how hope. Levity. Levity. Yes. Levity. <laughs> Hashtag John Lovett. But, but that's how we move forward is because we'll all just sit in a pit of our own tears for years. Yeah. And that's you know? not helping anyone. No, that's not. Yeah. You only live once. Um, Caro on Instagram asks, uh, you guys should talk about dating apps. They're terrible. Um, I just miss dating apps since I met Emily like right before dating apps took off. Really? So I've totally missed them. Do you use them? Lucky Are they you. terrible? I have been on famously one date on a dating app. So I do not use them. Um, they don't work for me. I'm more of a... I used to be a really like a Instagrammer dating app person, like using Instagram. Yeah, you were a DMer. Okay. I was a DMer. I'm former. I'm a recovering addict. I don't do that anymore. (laughs) I I don't know where I had the confidence to do such a thing. Um, But now I'm just kind of like, if I just get, I need, I don't know. I'm waiting to get smacked in the face on accident by a man in like a cafe. And like, I fall to my knees in love. Please. Um, That's great. (laughs) I don't know why our meet cute is like domestic abuse. Please, I can't. But... Yasmin is the person that I get all my dating app stories yeah. from. So I actually met my current, like, uh, I hate the word partner so much. Lover. But, like, my person that I I'm... A, it's like a boring sort like, of antiseptic word. Like, my That's partner. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, we're not 90. Right. Like, we are in a committed <laughs> relationship. But, like, yeah. I'm not like, this is my partner. Like, no, this is my person. Um, we actually met through Hinge. And so, okay. yeah, so we met... Hinge, uh, Hinge has always seemed like the... Friendliest, safest one. It's the safest one because Tinder's like for like if you want to like hook up, strictly hooking up. Bumble is kind of like, oh, woman, make the first move first. Like, oh, just relax. Yeah. Like literally <laughs> relax. Hinge is like the apps that's supposed to be deleted. And that's kind of iconic, which I did delete it actually, you know, and like I sent my person a rose because you could do that. Dating apps are fun, but like. 
there are a bunch of weirdos on there, and also people are not taking it seriously. Seems like we get encourage people to too. talk to talk to more people in, in person. Yeah, which is sounds. I now I send like. Like I'm a, a, a co-host of The View or something. Speaking yeah. of children, like okay, they no, me when I'm literally I like that this. person. I, like I I am that person that needs to be told this to. But like I will go up and just talk to random people all the time. And especially now, I've been living in like a foreign country for the past six months, and I've gotten bored of just life. And so I've gone up to random people and just been like, "Hi, how are you?" And I would encourage it. I think it creates connections that are more genuine and authentic. And you're not hiding behind a phone. You're forced to, like, show up for yourself. Yeah. But also, you do meet... I hate to play the devil's advocate, but, like, then you do meet some good people. It's very rare because I've been on... Josie knows I've cried to her. I've cried over bad dates on Hinge and on Bumble and on these bullshit apps. Yeah. Like, these guys suck. And then you meet, like this girl like one girl who's like changes your life and like she's incredible on hinge and like i've heard it both ways look we're in love i i met emily at a bar randomly see that's totally just that's randomly at a bar we our our group of friends went up to her group of friends and that was that and then i have friends who, who who met their spouses on uh dating apps yeah so it's and it's worked out well it goes both ways you know it's whatever floats your boat. It's whatever, whatever floats. Whatever it doesn't float you. Josie's and it floats mine perfectly, but... There you go. Yeah. Katie on Instagram says, uh, what are your favorite emojis and which ones do you think are cringe? I'm taking them out. I am not really an emoji user. Yeah, no, me neither. At all. I'm just pretty blunt. I'm not an unironic emoji user. I am. <laughs> I am. But I'm getting Yasmin is the is the one for that. See, really... here are my little things. Okay. I sometimes use the eye roll emoji. I know you would. Uh, that literally <laughs> makes sense. You, I could so see John like just, just having like, the, this one. Oh God! So really? there's this one. I love the heart, like having the hand on the heart. Okay. This yep. ding, and then this one. I salute you. <laughs> ding. That's like yes, ma'am, or like yes, Those sir. Are great ones. And then this one. <laughs> this one, face, like palm. surprise face. The, the palm. Nose, it's like oh, 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 palm face. The palm yeah. and hand like, over palm. Yeah. Yeah. palm over Trying mouth. Trying to explain this I, for the audio medium. Exactly. I love yeah. the bubbles. I love bubble emoji. Bubble. Bubble. Like it's really pretty colors. Uh. And then obviously the laughing. Oh, I also love the. That the one. Sad face. No, it's like the face. You love me? No, she looks like she's. Oh, she's like emotional. She's like but, a wimp. It's like a wimp face. A wimp. Okay. And then one. The last one is the, the. That one, you know, it's like the tongue out sort of crazy. Yeah, Yeah. tongue out, tongue out the side, deranged. Just did MDMA. Good, that's a good list. Well, I I hope you got your answer. Thank you so much for. I have uh, one last question before you guys go. Um, Nicholas asks, uh, "What brings Josie and Yaz hope, and what strategies do they suggest to find community and feel less Instagram envy?" Last question for you. I think something that really brings us hope is getting to know the people that are not only in our generation, but that are even younger than us. I mean, I spoke at a school um, in Brooklyn. Well, I wasn't in Brooklyn. I was on Zoom. Wish I could have gone to Brooklyn. In my room. And I met in your room. And and you heard um, the, what was it? The conversation that I had with them, Mm -hmm. which was so inspiring and wonderful because there was all these like 10-year-olds and nine-year-olds standing so proud and and true in their identity mm-hmm. um, who are LGBTQIA plus kids. And that just made me so excited and thrilled that 
even when I wasn't strong enough or I wasn't brave enough to like stand in in my truth at such a young age, like seeing that more, I think makes us hopeful. And also, I just feel like as people in this time right now, there's this need for coming together that I think we're seeing more than ever. And I think that has been reflected in our recent midterm election um, in a minimal way, um, but in in a way that we saw. And I think it's reflected in social media. I really do think people want to get along more than they don't. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that ideology gives me hope. That's lovely. And also, and what was the second part? Um, what strategies do they suggest to find community and feel less Instagram envy? I think a big... What do you think? Yeah, I think, Josie, you said it perfectly. I think a big one is investing in your friends that you have with you. Mm. And like, I know things get busy. I know life takes a toll, but I really implore you to, you know, make that effort of just an hour of coffee if you can. Or if your friends across the country, that FaceTime and asking questions and saying like, I saw this meme, this song reminded me of you. And I also feel like the older you are, the less likely you are to build relationships, new friendships too. I was just about to say that this is, I'll I'll be the old guy talking on this one. As you get older, it's more difficult to do that with your friends because- you know, you get married and you have kids and you're busy at your job, but it becomes even more important to reach I out to those friends, to, to, to set the time, to have like a couple hours to hang out, to go out yeah. on a Friday night. It's super important. I mean, just as help. Put in the genuine effort and be present and also know that social media is so freaking fake. And even if you're seeing your friend on a yacht somewhere, it, you know, it might as well be a green screen. Um, no, it, literally no because it is a green screen. Yeah. It's all fake. And, be, and and because it is fake. And what matters is the life that you lead and you live. And at the end of the day, when you're six feet under or hopefully 12 feet above in a statue, like Josie, I Josie, that was incredible. To be, that, that is hilarious, Josie. Love that. You aren't going to be regretful that you didn't get to do the things that the people you saw on social media we're doing. Mm. You're going to be regretful that you didn't spend time with the people in your life and the ones that you love yeah. and the things that you care about. Well, that is a perfect place to leave it. I think we're good. A right lovely there. thought. Um, Josie Toda and Yasmin Hamidi, thank you so much. Thank you for having this us. This was fun. This is exciting. We should do this again. Yeah, anytime. Oh my god, incredible. Well, now thank you guys have you. to now you guys have to do like a Pod Save the World crossover with Tommy. Just oh, to complete, please. Oh, we must. Just to complete, we have to. We to will. And then you can talk about done. Iran. It's already happened. And then we can talk Marty about Iran, the Middle East, because everyone. All right, yeah. bye guys. Thanks. Bye. So that's our show. Um, We are so excited that this is going to be our last episode of the year. So next week, we're going to go dark. Sorry about that. You have to be with your family or whoever the fuck you want to be with. And um, it's going to be really exciting. We're going to come back in full swing in 2023. Um, Make sure to stay tuned. Make sure to listen to us. If you're really missing our voices or really missing um, how we look, you can watch us on YouTube if you want. Just have it on loop on constant loop make sure to rate us make sure to rate our feet specifically on wikifeet.com um this is not a sponsored ad by wikifeet um happy holidays give yourself love and we'll see you guys next year dare we say is a crooked media production caroline reston is our showrunner producer and mommy and ari schwartz is our producer and show daddy Fiona Pastana is our associate producer, and Sandy Girard is the almighty executive producer. It's hosted and produced by me, Josie Toda, and me, Yasmin Hamadi, and me, Alicia Pascual Peña. 
Our engineer and editor is Jordan Cantor, and Brian Vasquez is our theme music composer. Our video producers are Matt DeGroote, Narm Melkonian, and Dylan Villanueva, and Mia Kelman. Lastly, thank you to Jordan Silver, Gabriella Leverett, Jesse McLean, Caroline Haywood, Shayna Hortzman, Daisy Cruz, Danielle Jensen, and Awa Okalati for marketing the show and making us look so damn good. <laughs> <laughs>